Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome, friends, to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It's a very special Tuesday edition. It's a reunion edition uh, with myself and Dalton Del Don. The powers that be have tried to keep us apart, but the people demanded a reunion. So we are together again. I'm glad you're here, buddy. What's up, Andy? My old hoops uh, pod partner. Nice to be here. You you hit me up last week. You said we're doing a League of Leagues three sport crazy draft this weekend. Let's talk it on the pod. And then just fortuitously, my Warriors beat your Bulls last night. <laughs> and my Andy, 49ers. And you broke Zach Levine. You broke Zach Levine. Yeah, I uh, know. I sorry about that. I know. And my 49ers make a blockbuster trade and I'm like deep in baseball draft season, but I can't keep refreshing and just going over the news who are we going to draft. It's crazy. So, it's actually pretty timely, man. Nice nice to nice to talk to you, Andy. Yeah, you you summed it up well. I I was I was going to do this exclusively about our respective uh football teams in League of Leagues. And then your Niners, like, just blew open the the NFL Newsweek, right? They were the story. Um, Made a huge deal. You alluded to it. We got this crazy draft pick swap that ultimately involved uh, three separate teams. The Niners, the Dolphins, the Eagles. Uh, Easily the most impactful story of the week, I I would say, in the NFL. Um, So here's the fallout. And then I'll just, you can just go wherever you want to go with it because... The Niners are your team, and you are as close to this as any fantasy analyst that I can think of. Um, So San Francisco trades up to the number three overall pick. They give up this year's number 12 and their first rounders in 2022 and 2023. Um, I'll I'll just say if you're going to do that. Like you're doing it with a very specific player in mind. Like I don't, I don't buy any of this noise about how oh, there's a few guys we like and we're still evaluating and all that. You get you, you do that because you've got a guy in mind. Um, they also give up their third, their third round pick in 2022. Uh, so wow, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of draft capital to give up. Presumably, you only give that up obviously for a quarterback. Um, Miami quickly traded back up out of the 12 to the number six overall. Uh, they give San Francisco's pick and a first in 2022. Not that they care about giving up first. That's like pocket change to them. They got a zillion first round picks. Um, Philly moves down to number 12. They pick up an extra first rounder in the deal and a fourth rounder this year. And I think that is everything uh, draft pick wise involving these three teams. So Dalton, we can just start with your Niners. They have a totally ready to win roster. They've had a they've had a very nice offseason. Um, they have obviously still an elite defense. They have great skill players. Everything is in place. Um, some some questions at quarterback. Uh, the division is loaded, loaded. So it is 
it is difficult to ask a rookie quarterback, I would think, to learn on the job. Um, but you also don't trade all that draft capital to pick anything other than a quarterback at number three. And generally speaking, when a quarterback is taken that high, they play. Um, so my questions to you, who, who do you want the team to pick? Who are you expecting them to pick? And and what does it what does this all mean for Jimmy G? It's such an interesting situation because the team's in win now mode, but they just lost a season due to injuries. And it's such a short window in the NFL. Um, but at the same time, uh, they have a quarterback, Jimmy G, whom I love, his teammates love, uh, but he's yeah. appeared in fewer than half the games available. It's just an injury thing as much as it also is, you know, how good is he? We all remember him missing the throw to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. But the availability is a major question mark. Um, but he, I was but he doesn't, he doesn't not try- to interrupt you here, but he doesn't have like one single injury that we're really worried about long term, no. right? It's not like he's got, wow, his shoulder is bad and I don't know if it'll ever be okay. He's not, it doesn't have like the Peyton Manning injury where it was like, wow, he's having neck fusion, you know, like this yeah. is, it's not stuff like that. It's he's healthy right I, now, presumably. No. I guess that probably makes it better, but I could also argue that he didn't even last the four-game Tom Brady suspension in New England, and even old <laughs> New England teammates came out this week and barked and said that he was, they called him Mr. Glass, and he was unreliable, um, and it, it was the torn MCL for the Niners, then it was the sprained ankle, it's been other things, so yeah, I hear you, but he, it's, he's also not mobile, in today's NFL, yeah. your ceiling is capped, if you don't have a quarterback who's mobile, so please tell me this means that Justin Fields is the pick here, I mean, all this talk about Mac Jones, comparing him to Kirk Cousins. Um, and Chris Sims is a, a friend of, of Shanahan, and he came out and said Mac Jones. So the media is running with it. But Shanahan later says he Sims can't keep his mouth shut. I haven't told him anything in two years. I, uh, I but read they're that, keeping yeah. it. They're keeping it close to the vest. Who's going to go? And I know it's going to be a whole month of speculation. Um, it sounds like Wilson's for sure going too. And you have to remember Robert Sala is the head coach of the Jets now. So there has to be some sort of communication there. that You'd think the Niners know who's going right. or at least have an idea of who's going number two there. And uh, yeah, I want, I want fields If they, I mean, I, first of all, one caveat, I don't watch a ton of college football and I was very upset at the Warriors if they didn't take James Wiseman and LaMelo Ball might've been the right pick. So with those two <laughs> caveats, I might look into getting rid of my season tickets if they take Mac Jones over Justin Fields uh, with this draft capital they gave up. You have to have a dual threat. Um, Tim Kawakami, one of the best uh, local beat writers, laid out a plan a whole month ago saying, let's do the Alex Smith um, uh, you know, the plan in, in Kansas City with Pat Mahomes, draft fields, yeah. let him sit a year. And, and Jimmy G, $25 million for one year sounds like a lot, but it's doable in, in, in today's day for one year for a quarterback. But I don't know if that's just posturing. And the truth is, of course, Garoppolo's gone and you don't trade up to number three and it would be too weird in the locker room. Normally, I'm not like I don't care about a locker room thing. But these teammates love Garoppolo. Like, Kittle's devastated. Like, yeah. there's an issue here. So I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm not entirely sure Shanahan knows how it's going to play out with Jimmy G right now. Do you have any thoughts? So the the name that you haven't mentioned is Trey Lance. You don't think Trey Lance is part of the discussion? You, you, think, it's, you think it's Fields or Mac Jones, one of those two? I'm sorry. I had a hard time jumping around everywhere, man. Originally, I wanted I, – I was I – was, first of all, I'm totally in all on board getting a, a – a franchise quarterback. It's the most important position in sports by far. It's awesome. I'll get a jersey. You're set for a decade. It's all that matters is yeah. getting a franchise quarterback in the NFL. I was trade two first and maybe even Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, that's no longer an option. I think possibly Trey Lance. I don't follow enough calls from everything I read. I played just one game last year. The competition didn't look great. But yes, he's more of a project. If that's a quarterback that Shanahan deems is my guy, the dual threat, okay, fine. Lance, it makes more sense even for Jimmy G to play next year. 
I've just personally yeah. been sold on Fields. I, I thought he was even debatable with Lawrence entering the season. Um, I know there's some questions about his ability to progress, you know, the second reads. But, man, the upside, the accuracy, the long ball stats, all the nerd accuracy stats in college. I'm just personally in on Fields, but I'm definitely open to be to hear something counter. I, you watch more college football than me. That That, that is certain. Well, I, one, one thing I'll say is that you can, and in particular, I've seen a ton of Justin Fields. I watch a lot of Big Ten everything, right? So I've seen more Justin Fields than I've seen of anybody else here um obviously you can't avoid mac jones so i've seen mac jones um very very different players clearly and and justin fields is much more uh of of the of the type that we really like in fantasy and that i think the nfl is obviously embracing right not just not just mobile um but but a serious running threat um like a gifted runner uh and and obviously it's such an arms race in your division like the team that comes in like fourth in in the NFC West is is still going to be a really good team, right? Like and I, like and Justin Fields just fits the mold of of all, all of the most exciting quarterbacks in the game right now. Um, I'm super impressed by him. And another thing that I put a lot of weight on is what did you do when you were facing if you if you had the opportunity to face defenses that are loaded with pros? What did you do? And and he was phenomenal, right? He was like he shredded Clemson. Um, the the yes. the playoff <laughs> semifinal was was I mean that was that was as good as it gets. That was as good a performance as any college quarterback had this year. Um, yeah, took I mean, a huge hit. Took a huge yes. hit early in that game too. Massive guy was ejected for the targeting. Look brutal hit, and then went off for six touchdown passes. Yes, against Clemson. Yeah. Right. So just so that that I mean I'm I'm sold after that right. And he'd had a ton of other great games against really quality high quality uh, Big Ten opponents prior to that. So I'm I'm pretty sold on Fields. I I guess I would push back again. You know who who am I to to judge this really? And and obviously I should defer to NFL uh, scouts. I guess I'd push back a little bit on his on his processing ability and his, you know, work through the progression ability and his second read ability. Like, number one, the the receivers at Ohio State just win so often that, yeah, I don't don't know how often you really have to worry about the second read there. Um, But I think he did it. Like, I think there's a bunch of ordinary plays on on his film where you can see him go to to non-primary options and they get big plays out of it. So I I don't know. Some of that is also Ohio State is so much more talented than every team they play at virtually every position and it becomes hard to it becomes hard to gauge. It's like watching Big 12 quarterbacks to a certain extent. Um but but Fields would be my guy. I would be really excited for that. And I think honestly I think Fields can play this year is the other thing. Like I I get that you can't give away games in the Niners division. Um so m- maybe that's part of it and you've got to begin the season with Jimmy G and maybe they're almost planning for a Jimmy G injury at some point and then Fields takes over. But I think Fields is pretty ready to go because he's I don't I don't even know what's working against him maybe it's maybe it's Dwayne Haskins related doubts were working against him because Haskins was such a face plant out of the same program but they're very different players I mean I, I just I think Fields is ready to go I think he's ready to play and I think he could come into a system and win right away the extra playoff spot helps the Niners. You're right. It's just a loaded division, and they're set up with quarterbacks there with Murray and, well, theoretically, Wilson. And uh, you add uh, Stafford to the Rams' defense. They're my pick to win the, the Super Bowl, the Rams. So it's definitely a tough division. Um, so a lot of, lot of places to go with this. So, Mac Jones, what are your thoughts? I mean, a real accurate passer. The, you look at the, um, the, the, the schedule. It was tough. He was doing against tough competition. I believe Waddle was only there for, like, five games. But, yeah. obviously, great, great teammates. Um, 
usually a clean pocket. Um, and we just saw what Tua did, you know, in the NFL. Obviously, that's the big scare. Um, Shanahan, you know, I'd link him because he's kind of like a Cousins 2.0. It's funny, though, during that same press conference, cousin, uh, Shannon's like, I, I do love Cousins, but I'd also like him if he were uh, four inches taller and, and ran faster. You know, yeah. he's like, that would be my prototype. So it's all going to be interesting in so many rumors, and I can't wait. The draft's a whole a month away and centered uh, on my team and it's exciting and I feel bad for Jimmy G I nearly wore the shirt today with him in, in his underwear that, that George Kittle uh, made famous and it's a sad day too I'm gonna pour one out for my guy Jimmy G here but um man it's, it's exciting so so yeah we have a come up with an answer here I'm all in on fields what, what's your answer yeah no I'm I fields is fields is honestly fields is my number two but it, it seems like a foregone conclusion that that Wilson is gonna go number two that seems done okay yes that was also I was gonna say um so fine like Wilson really good as well. Doesn't doesn't necessarily have the deep track record of of Justin Fields, but uh, whatever. Fields is my number two. What, one of the interesting things that I think I've read from Shanahan is that they've said um, that they are really comfortable with three guys at the top of the draft. And presumably two of those guys are Wilson and Lawrence. And they've they've sort of left it open as to who the third guy is. They traded up to the third pick, obviously. Right. So um, they should be feeling pretty good. It seems like maybe they're still open to having one of the other quarterbacks convince them. Um, I, I would just personally be surprised if it's not Fields. Well, unfortunately, I agree with you here, uh, sadly. <laughs> so uh, maybe I have to reevaluate my Fields thought. But I'm with you as far as even slightly maybe over Wilson from what I've read. I mean, just the lack of track record. Everyone's going ballistic over that pro day throw. I'm not going to say he's going to be Jamarcus Russell, but I don't know. Is it maybe a little tiny bit more bust potential with Wilson? Than I mean, Fields? I, I, so, I just yeah, I just can't I, believe that like NFL teams here, like oh, oh, we're all buzzing about, you know, a great throw in a pro day in which there was literally only receiver and a quarterback on the field and no nobody else. Right. Like, but I, I can't imagine yeah, that NFL uh, team like they just want to see you complete everything. I can't imagine that NFL teams walk away from a pro day throwing performance radically reevaluating um their position on a player. I just I just really doubt it. I'm glad the Niners made the move and they're aggressive though. You know, uh, theoretically they they gave up two late round, you know, that's the idea, you know, they're a good team. We give up late in the pickets picks in the 20s. The first rounders are gold though in the NFL. I yeah. mean, it's definitely a risk. But you know what else is gold is getting a quarterback and a rookie contract. I mean, and then just load up on on defense. So um, we'll see. It's it's exciting. It's funny because I was talking myself into Mac Jones at pick twelve. I was like, oh, system there, I, like totally a guy that could be you know learn under a year with Jimmy G. But moving up to number three now, I couldn't be more like against Mac Jones. It's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, I'm all in one, on Justin. One Fields thing here. I think is crazy is we've got two teams that are sitting at at uh, I think it's eight and nine in Carolina and Denver that both need quarterbacks oh, really? that are probably totally going to be shut out on these quarterbacks, right? Like there was a, there was a time in the draft process where people were talking about Mac Jones at at twenty to the bears right yeah and he's clearly 28 not, yeah he was yeah. like he's not gonna make it to eight yeah the first pro football focus one had him going like 28th or something late first the first mock i saw maybe even nfl.com had him late first too but yes he's not it might go five straight quarterbacks then like uh three straight uh, receivers obviously kyle pitts yeah. is is there um and uh those three running backs uh, they may not go high in the draft but they look like legit difference makers right away so this is like the most exciting fantasy football uh, skill position type nfl draft in recent memory and you're right good point about carolina they were like adamant we're going all in on upgrading the quarterback position it looked like they were gonna have their choice and now it looks like they don't have any choice as far as the rookies so um yeah it's gonna Do be you, so since you mentioned carolina is there is there any chance that the niners i mean there's got to be some chance that the niners still move jimmy g right yes 50 uh, 50 i'd say 50 50 right now yeah uh, absolutely I, I believe him when he says it if, if, i mean if a trade offer comes new england was there a lot of rumors there but obviously brought back cam um and he's expensive so it just depends but yeah absolutely if carolina gives them any sort of offer they would they would have to deal jimmy g at this point yeah if, if they can get one of those first back 
um, from either Carolina or Denver. And that, that, oh, yeah. that seems sensible him. from the perspective of Carolina or Denver. And if it's anybody but Trey Lance, um, I, like, I think they're looking at a quarterback who can play right away. So I, I'd be, I'd be pretty yeah. interested in that. And maybe that's just me holding out hope as somebody who's got a bunch of DJ Moore shares in the dynasty portfolio. And I just want to see Carolina get a quarterback upgrade. Um, I've been trying every which right. way. Oh, yeah, and with Samuel gone, I mean, Anderson and yeah. DJ Moore, I've been bumping up my rankings just assuming they'll have competent quarterback play. But, but absolutely. The other ramifications here, so a vote of confidence for Tua and then my guy Jalen Hurts, man. I have him number six on my fantasy QB board right now. What do you think? Okay, so so this is what I was going to move on to. Um, I am really interested in, let's just, hypothetical here. Let's say Miami, um, again, they move up to six. Let's say they take uh, Jamar Chase, right? So let's let's say Tua goes into next season. All of a sudden, that receiving core is Will Fuller. It's Jamar Chase. It's Devontae Parker. Like Preston Williams is like your number four. Um, Mike Gusecki uh, at, at tight end, a, a guy who really flashed at the end of last season. Like, that's pretty good, right? I mean, I, I we don't have to have been really impressed with Tua last season, but I it's going to be hard for me not to have him at like 14, 15, 16 if those are his weapons. Interesting who emerges at running back. If Miles Gaskin's still the guy there, that would be a, a interesting spot with those uh, other weapons and that defense. The quarterback is so loaded, though, Andy. I mean, ah, that's the right. that's problem, too. It just did not flash at all. And I see still buried in the mid-20s for me, but I hear you. But it's just like I would just counter that quarterback is, is so, so loaded. Fitzpatrick on Washington with those receivers. And, I, I mean, Daniel Jones, the upgrade. Uh, and if you're not running – uh, yeah, it's in quarterback. I think fantasy football, from what I could gather in his little early best balls, quarterback is not going to be treated the same because if you yeah. don't get one of these top guys that run, you're going to be even in one QB leagues and they're putting up that top tier of runs is, is separating itself. So even in one QB leagues, I think you're going to you're going to see the ADP shoot far higher than you've been used to. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. If you're not a dual threat quarterback, you basically have to have the season that Aaron Rodgers did or that Tom Brady did in order to, to crack the top 10, top yeah. 12. If you're not literally throwing 40 touchdown passes and having a historic season, you've got you've got you've got no shot of, of cracking the top of the ranks. I think you're I think you're right on Jalen Hurts. I'm probably not going to have him at six. But I mean, that's not a radical rank. I'm probably going to have him at eight or nine. I mean, he's he's already demonstrated the ability in any given game to rush for 80 to 100 yards. Right. And if if your rushing floor is like 50 yards, which it probably is for Hertz, um, you, you don't have to be much of a passer. Right. Like he can learn on the job. We assume that Philadelphia at 12, one of those great receivers is going to be there. It's probably not going to be Chase, but it could be Smith. It could be Waddle like that. They're going to get another chance to upgrade the receiving core. They've they've drafted it terribly over the years. They haven't, you know, they haven't necessarily done well in terms of building a receiving core. So I don't, I don't know. That we trust them, but there there's like three or four can't miss guys up at the up at the top of the ranks. Yeah, Rager over Jefferson was tough. Um, yeah, I'm all yeah, I'm all in on Hurts. I just love what I saw and the rushing ability. I'm I'm seriously close to to ranking him over Kyler Murray, but I know that's crazy. Ooh. Do you know what Kyler Murray's YPA was over the second half last season? I know he was hurt, but maybe that's maybe that's the answer. But guess what Kyler Murray's YPA was over the second half of the season? Oh, eight games. Oh no, is it going to be is it going to be really terrible? I know it was a lot of short stuff to Hopkins. Um, gosh, was it was it less than seven? It was six point six. Woof. Woof. 
Yeah, that that is really, really eye opening. So, of course, he runs like crazy and he suffered that injury. So it might just be that. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Jalen Hurts finishes with more fantasy points than than Kyler Murray. I'll just put that out there. Oh, yeah, I'm fully on board with that. And obviously, the trade down to 12 means that they're totally out on quarterbacks. They're not they're not drafting a developmental quarterback here. They're you're you're just simply not getting one at 12. Um, If you guys need or want more draft talk, and of course you do. Liz Loza's rookie snapshot series is going to launch on Thursday, and you will want to listen to that. I believe she's kicking it off with the running backs. Um, before we hit League of Leagues, which I can't wait to get into because we've already name-dropped some of the players uh, that I want to talk about there, I I do want to mention we sure seem to be headed for a 17-game schedule next year. I, I don't I don't think that's avoidable at this point. I think it's happening. Um uh, just so you guys know, I will I will not receive uh, an extra game check. Dalton will not receive an extra game check. There's no there's no additional money in it in it for fantasy uh, experts. I can tell you that uh, we're pretty sure that this game is going to be added at the end of the season. It would probably be an early January game. Uh, I have no idea. Just just throwing this out there right at the start. I have no idea uh how this will will alter the fantasy season officially but i mean we we would presumably have an extra week to advertise to, to you so like come on um we're we're probably going to be playing fantasy for an extra week next year um we we've had a 16 game schedule since 1978 like this is the longest period of time that the NFL has gone without altering uh uh the schedule now we're getting an extra week um, off the top of my head, uh, we're, we're going to see a bunch of records fall. Like we got an extra game. We're, we're probably going to see a 2000 yard receiving season at some point real soon. I, I, I guess as a fantasy manager, I would be a little bit concerned that teams are certain teams are going to try to find a way to give an additional week of rest to players. And we're not going to know about it in advance, right? Like that's a, that's a small worry for me. I don't know. Any, any concerns about unintended consequences there for you? Yeah, I haven't let this sink in too much yet. You brought up the stats thing. I've never been a stats guy. I don't really really super care about that, but records will definitely just be different now moving forward. It's also weird that teams will have odd number of home games every other year. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to complain about about more football personally. I mean, I, right. I love it. It's it's the funnest sport to watch. So um, I, I will definitely, uh, I'll be okay with that. But there will absolutely be an issue possibly with wrestling. Like I think Alvin Kamara has even come out and complained about it and said that. And, and there, so there might be, there might be an issue with, with some unforeseen rests for sure. But otherwise, I think you just make your fantasy playoffs just ahead, you know, instead of 14 through 16, you just make it 15 through 17 weeks, right? I think yeah. is what you would do. But um, as long as they don't mess with the buys in fantasy playoffs, that's what would kind of be a problem. But um, yeah, I think it'll mostly be the same and just more football. Good. Yeah, it doesn't sound like we're getting an extra bye week here either. Still, still one yeah, buy as right, I understand right, it. Right. And that's that's another issue as far as like the player's health and stuff. I shouldn't just be flipping about that. Like I've done the studies, like maybe another buy should be is the other answer, too. And then that's just more football also. So maybe yeah. that's ultimately the answer. And clearly taking away a preseason game is no that's that's no favor to anybody oh. who's an NFL starter. Right. They weren't playing in that other preseason game anyway. So uh, right. you're not you're not doing them any favors at all. Um, so that's all I got in the 17 game schedule. Just wanted to throw it out there because that's also been in the news. Um, and now with that. We got to talk League of Leagues. Um, this is this has become, um, if not my favorite draft, it, it's certainly my quirkiest draft. We basically a bunch of us do it in a in a Google Doc over like two days. It took the entire weekend. It took an entire weekend to draft this thing. It is a three sport, fifty one round monster of a draft. Uh, again, took the entire weekend. It was glorious. Um, but we we drafted like fantasy football rosters this weekend that we're that we're actually going to play out that are going to count. So, hey, let's talk about it. Um, and 
uh, one fun thing here is that you and I, you're 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 playing in tandem with Liss. I'm a I'm a solo operator. I don't I don't I don't have co-managers. I don't I don't need to lean on somebody else um, in my fantasy life, Dalton. I don't I don't need a crutch like Chris Liss. Um, I'm I, I I went solo here, but we employed roughly the same strategy in this thing. So let's let's just talk about it a little bit. Um, wh- what are the other details that I missed in d- describing this league? You're an original member, I believe, and I I just I just got added to this thing a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. We used to do it live in Las Vegas in person. And that was just so much fun. Um, by the way, Chris Liss is just a, a co-manager in name or in finances. I, I do 100 percent of the picks <laughs> and he never showed up in person either. So that was that's 100 percent just me, this uh, this team. But oh, it's so much fun. A three sport beast. It's been around. I should have thought how many years now, but it's been a long time. Whatever. Eight, eight. I don't know. Maybe 10. I don't know. But uh, a lot of fun. And um yeah, go. We did. Uh, I picked what in between uh, Adam Rank and old uh, Yahoo scribe James Coe and cousin Sal, Mike the Miz, the wrestler, won this last last the whole iteration of the three sport, which is just an abomination because uh, his picks are usually off the wall. Just it's something we cannot let happen again. But go ahead. We we actually implemented similar strategies. We didn't realize we were both doing it until midway through. Um, but you want to be me? You copied me. It's the same exact strategy I did last year. But it sounds like your reaction <laughs> in de- in defense for you. It sounds like your reaction is you were unaware that I did this last year but uh tell them what we did tell them what we did i i won the football portion of this last year in my first year in the league right i, I won the football league with a with a relatively dominant team i think it I'll lost to once all I'll year um I, I really part of that was that i crushed the supplemental draft right we had a rookie draft and i got even though even though i was picking near the end uh, i think i got justin jefferson and antonio gibson out of that so i was able to keep them this year but i was just flabbergasted. I was, I was honestly, I was shaken that I went into this thing with the same plan as you and Liz, because that's not usually like maybe you're, maybe you're going down a bad path if you're following the same route that Chris Liss is, is following, but it does, uh, it's good to know that Liss is not really a decision maker on that team. I, I I feel a little bit better about that. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, Here's the deal. I used to do all basketball early, like all these other lemmings are doing. Like the 10 of the first uh, 14 picks are all basketball. And I get it. They're the most reliable. They also contribute more than baseball players do because it's smaller rosters. I get it. But also it's the third sport out. So it's a lot changes between now. You can also make trades if you want to compete there. And also it's easier to zig when everyone's zagging. So you just pick up the stars in the other sports, which I which I did here. Normally I go football early, but I have Cam Akers, I mean, in the first one, Cam Akers as a keeper and Juan Soto in a on-base league. Do you know that Juan, so I won't make you guess like I, I did uh, Kyler Murray's, but do you know that Juan Soto's on-base percentage last season was 490? 490 is on base. That one I can quote because one of the rarest things in baseball history is a a 500 on base percentage. Granted, it was a mini season, but like a 500 on base percentage is way rarer than a 400 average, right? Like at least it was until uh, Barry Bonds came on the scene and did it like, I don't know, six straight years or something like that. But it's super rare. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's phenomenal. I, I opened this thing with the, with a, with a double Christian opening, which uh, doesn't happen too often. I started with McCaffrey. I followed with Christian Yelich for the same reasons that you, um, that you laid out, I, you know, I, like I, I understand why everybody takes NBA players at the top, but there were six teams that went um, double NBA players in the first two rounds. 
And so like with everybody following that strategy, you don't, there's just not that much of an edge that I could get if I'd, I had the second overall pick. And if I take Harden there, or I take Doncic there. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get that much of an edge because I'm still going to have to take like everybody else in the league. I'm going to have to take like Jimmy Butler or something like that in the second round. And it just wouldn't, wouldn't feel right. I thought I would, basically I set myself up for this. Four of my keep, we get six keepers in the league and four of mine were NFL players. They were, they were Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson. And I traded for, I, tra- I just traded James Harden for for Josh Allen at the, at the trade deadline, right? So I got a pretty good price on Josh Allen. So I'm carrying all four of those guys into the league, and I end up drafting a team that that just could not be drafted or purchased in any other fantasy format, right? It's pr- it's pretty ridiculous. I I feel like you and I. Um, and this is no surprise since we went into this thing with similar strategies. I feel like you and I have have the two best football rosters in this thing, and we both managed to to draft teams that you just couldn't assemble anywhere else. So mine is Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Mike Gusecki. My my one weak spot is the guy who finished as the overall tight end six last year. Uh, James Robinson in a flex, and the Washington football team is my defense. Your roster. Um, nearly as good. A solid silver medalist here, I would say, is Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Terry McLaurin, uh, I believe a keeper of yours, Cooper Cup, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Higbee, and Cam Akers, uh, which is just a ridiculous flex option. And you have the the Ravens defense. So there's there's two big things that I want to ask you about um, with regard to your roster. And and one of them is you have you have three Rams like in a in a situation where like your your typical starting lineup is going to be Higbee, Cup and Cam Akers in in the starting roster. It is difficult um, unless you think the Rams are going to, maybe you do, maybe you think the Rams are going to be a team that averages 30 to 35 points a week. Perhaps they are. They've been close to that before. Right. Um, and if you think they're getting back to that level, then that's fine. Um, so is that kind of where you're at on the Rams? You think it's just going to be a, a points and yards party every week? A couple of things, uh, just to give reference, my second and third round picks were Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. And right after those picks were Chris Middleton and, uh, Sabonis in basketball. So yes, right. I, I, I love our strategy, but really quickly, I want to say this, though. Last year, like I said, I did this strategy, the same one, and you didn't. And I came with, uh, I won't uh, bore you with my roster, but I entered the year with like five players on my team that were top 30 picks in ADP, and I didn't even make the playoffs. So football, it's tough. You know, like, I mean, you have yeah. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, Mark Andrews, uh, uh, Saquon Barkley, um, all those guys, you know, fa- you know, McLaurin they, they disappointed on a team that entered heavily favored. I didn't even make the playoffs. So it must be pointed out there that football, tricky things happen. They, they go really haywire fast. But um, the, the, this is not going to happen this year because look at this squad. I, I've, I've, I've had the, the far better <laughs> gift of foresight this time. And I think the Rams are going to put up the 30 points a game. And like I said, they're my, my, my pick to win this. Super Bowl. I don't love that they have such a dominant defense, I guess, but I think Akers is going to be an easy top 10 pick come August. Um, I love, I bumped Cup and Robert Woods up. It's a concentrated tree there, typically. And I think Jared Goff yeah. is just bad, and Stafford is a massive upgrade with a really innovative uh, mind. And he doesn't run either, so all the stats are going to be Akers are throwing the ball there. So, um, love Sean McVay. Tyler Higby, his final month of the season two years ago, was silly and now Gerald Everett's gone so he's the number eight tight end on my board and I got him in like round 40 in this so that was insane so yeah I'm in on the Rams I loved Cup love Higby and I will draft Akers uh I think on my board right now he's like the the number eighth player on my board or something overall 
Yeah, we're number to 10. I'm looking now. He's 10. He's number 10. So Akers, Akers will be a first-round pick. So I have Akers, Elliott, and Barkley. I mean, that's three guys in my top 10 on this team in a 14-team f- football league. To your to your point about the risk involved in the NFL that isn't you know that is present to a far less extent in uh, in baseball and, and basketball, um, I yeah I I did feel obligated to actually draft a bench that was totally playable See? too like yeah. I you know I I drafted Tyler Lockett and he's not even going to play for me um, right, which yeah. you know it seems like I'm kind of wasting resources there but once you're all in on football you can't right. just be all in with the starting roster because it's too risky right so like. I've now got Tyler Lockett as my as my number four receiver. Um, I've got Gus Edwards as a bench running back who would probably be starting for a bunch of teams because he's still going to have a big role because they freaking love Gus Edwards in Baltimore. Um, I I want to ask you though about um, both of your your running backs. That was that was the other that was the other piece that I wanted to get from you because you've you've said and I think that I'm going to have Zeke Elliott still um, top ten. I'm I'm still a believer in Zeke obviously, and I'm I'm a big believer in the Cowboys offense when Dak is back at the controls. Um, but but it didn't it didn't finish perfectly for Zeke last year, right? Like the second half of the season in particular, not great, not not particularly explosive. Uh, the line wasn't the same. Tony Pollard came on. There were a lot of reasons to be not not overly worried coming into this year, but he's not going to be a particularly buzzy player. Um, maybe that'll make him a great value play. Uh, he probably again, he probably still is a top 10 running back. I want to get your thoughts on Zeke Elliott coming into the year, though. And then secondarily. I I've, I feel like you probably had to get Saquon because you have Liss as a co-owner and he just wanted that Giants investment. But Saquon is going to be like 10, 10 and a half months removed from ACL surgery in week one, uh, something like that. It's not quite 11 months. So w- what is your level of concern with Saquon? And then um, what are your thoughts on Zeke coming into the year? Well, I felt like kind of a donkey because I was debating uh, Zeke and, and Barkley with my round two pick and Zeke fell all the way back to me, whatever, 10 picks late. I guess it's two sports. So, I mean, three sports makes it different. But um, uh, I don't, I wasn't, I didn't love either. I really wanted Derrick Henry who went one pick before Barkley, as you mentioned, coming off the injury, back-to-back disappointing years. How good's that offensive line? Yes, they have nice wide receivers, but how good is Daniel Jones? I mean, not everyone's Adrian Peterson who can return from a torn MCL like that. Um, and usually, yeah. Elliot, usually these vet, I move on, uh, you know, on to the next big thing, the younger, the younger player. But Zeke, a couple things. He's 25 years old still. He's not, you know, 30. Um, when Pollard was giving him heat down the stretch, he had a good game, Elliot. He's like, oh, no, not this talk. And he, and he did turn it on. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe I don't know, pride gets to him and he comes into a little better shape this year. And that offense is just awesome, man. And he's paid heavily. He's going to get the – I know that Pollard exists there. It's, it's not I, – I get those question marks. They're, they're very valid. Um, but Dallas, I think, is going to – these are the points they were putting up before Dak went down. I, I got Dak on this team, too. I wanted uh, C.D. Lamb. But I think they're just going to name, name the points on the offensive end, and, and Elliot's going to benefit big time. So I think he's a player he once was and he's not a top five real life NFL running back by any stretch of the imagination right now. But I think given the rest of the running back landscape, he's still, yeah, borderline top five-ish guy for me. Yeah, I, I will say I absolutely love the Dak pick. Um, I, don't, I don't remember the round in which you got him. I could look it up. Um, but but just I, not that people have necessarily forgotten. But Dak Prescott through four games last year was so far ahead of the all-time passing yardage pace that he really just needed to, to average about 300 yards per week. And he was going to be right there. Like he was like, he was probably going to do it. I mean, it was just a string of 400 yard games at the, at the beginning of the season. And he was going to be your all time single season yardage leader. Andy runs year two CD lamb, um, Blake Jarwin's returning. Uh, they have a horrible defense. Oh yeah. I mean, he could yeah. just put up so many fantasy points. Um, I feel like I don't have a ton of like, 
super questionable players on my roster, honestly, because it's pretty loaded. Um, but I, <laughs> but I do oh. want to get your thoughts on James Robinson. Um, uh, took him as a flex, uh, and I was I was eyeing a couple of different running backs there. This is just something that I talked to Denny Carter about a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I feel like when uh, when Carlos Hyde signed with Jacksonville, there was this eruption from the fantasy community on social platforms that was basically, this is great news for James Robinson. Um, Carlos Hyde is nothing but a backup here. They're going to use Robinson the same way, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and the one thing that sticks with me is that literally every place Carlos Hyde goes, he gets 180 carries. There's, there's never, there's never been a, we always say this. We're always like, oh, he's a zombie. He can't do anything. He's, you know, this is great news for the incumbent. And then you look up at the end of the year and Carlos Hyde has like 200 or 210 carries and like 800 yards. And he's always a factor. So how do you, I don't know, how do how do you view that backfield? Is Hyde, am I too worried about Hyde? Should I, should I be like just all in a new head coach, new, new staff? I don't know. I have some concerns. Yeah. Hyde does have injury history, but I, I'm with you as far as I would be concerned as well. I mean, yeah, he's not great. He hasn't lived up to his draft pedigree, but he's the thing. He absolutely, this is a totally new coaching staff. And James Robinson, while he did impress as a player, make no mistake, he really benefited from like, historical usage rate, like historical uh, compared yeah. to the rest of the running back usage on that team. And you just simply cannot bank on that being sustainable, especially with the new coaching staff. But... They're upgrading their quarterback to Trevor Lawrence, and they could score so much more, and they could be in the red zone so much more. They could benefit him. It could counter all that. So he's a tricky one. I have him right around like the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, J.K. Dobbins group. Um, uh, right, yeah, he's a, he's a tricky one in my in a tier like between fifteen and twenty on my running backs. I wouldn't fault you for getting him. A lot of good upside, and, and there's very few feature backs. So uh, I both share your concerns, but don't fault you for grabbing him either. Boy, you you just actually walked through my complete internal monologue when I was making the when I was making the pick too. It was actually the presence of Trevor Lawrence and the the obvious upside to the offense that uh, that tipped it in for me. Again, I'm I, I'm I'm a little bit more concerned about uh, about Carlos Hyde as a, a presence than I think yeah. anybody else in the fantasy industry is. Um, but again, but again, and that's just that's just our history with Carlos Hyde is that he always has a role. Can I say the round you took Taysom Hill? I was absolutely going to take him, and I'm upset because I think you only did it because was it Kogod took Winston or someone? No, 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 it wasn't. It was uh, someone else took Jameis Winston, which reminded you before he could come back and take uh, before it was his pick again. You stole Taysom Hill because you're ruthless, Andy Barons. Doesn't matter if it's round 43 in a League of Leagues draft when everyone's half in the bag on a Sunday Saturday night. You're still ruthless. This is this is actually the final thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, it was R.J. White and okay, uh, right. I had yeah. I. I'd had um, I'd had Taysom Hill in mind for a while. And it's, you know, what, obviously, once you get 40 picks into a three sport draft, everybody's just drafting for need. Um, like any sort of notion of ADP is out the window. Anybody could go at any round, all that. Um, and I again, I, I basically punted uh, my my hoops draft. So I was still sketching out a, an NBA roster and it didn't really matter to me if I was taking NBA players or not. So I was just looking for upside anywhere. So I was thinking about Taysom Hill. And wondering who was going to try to do the Jameis Taysom double, which is which is a separate thing that we can talk about, because I actually think like on the surface, that seems like a great idea. But that assumes that one of them is going to win the job and then get like 100 percent of the snaps, which is probably not going to happen. Right. Like there's going to be some sort of weird tandem. You know, if it's if Jameis is the starter, 
it's not like you're going to see any less of Taysom than you did last year. Taysom is still going to come on the field for a whole bunch of snaps and he's going to take a lot of work inside inside the 10 yard line. And it's going to be really frustrating if you're a Jameis uh, manager. So it's like it's going to be a problematic situation. But if Taysom wins that job outright, well, then there's no role for Jameis, right? Like then it's then it's probably a one man show and it's going to look a lot like it did last year when when Taysom was at the controls and it wasn't necessarily great for all of the skill players in New Orleans, but it was sure great for Taysom. And he was running for a couple of touchdowns a week and he was maybe throwing for one. And he was exactly that sort of, you know, running mobile, like uh, bulldozing uh, quarterback that we talked about much earlier, somebody who could finish in the top 10, top eight, top six in any given week. Um, So he's an interesting flyer, but I only took him because I I assumed that RJ would really want him. And I've I've spent the last several days trying to make trade offers to RJ for George Kittle. <laughs> of course you have. I've, I've been I, Kittle was the one NFL player that I didn't get that I had my eyes on, and I only right. missed him by like three or four spots. Right. So I've been right. I've been floating trade offers to RJ, and he's he's been he's been swatting them away with increasing hostility. And I think it's reached the point where I'm kind of spamming him now. So I gotta I gotta let it breathe a little bit. I, so I exaggerated. It was round 47 you did this. And I got to say, I, I would hold on to Taysom Hill. I like him. I was impressed with what I saw. Uh, I don't think Winston is the answer there. Um, I'm drafting Taysom Hill in fantasy football leagues right now, like if, as long as it's not a super flex. After the first like 15 quarterbacks, after the Cousins, Ryans, Daniel Jones off the board, I'm taking Taysom Hill right now over your guy, Tua. I think the upside is just really there with the rushing ability. So in one quarterback leagues, he's my, my favorite flyer. And I, I'm sure he's probably undrafted in many leagues because of the Winston talk as being the starter. So I like what he did there. In the same round, only the final thing I promise to bring up is I, I took Damian Williams on your Bears. I was looking for a running back flyer. What are your thoughts on Damian Williams now and, and what it uh, does to the backfield situation there? Because, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of similar with David Montgomery as far as volume. Also, Tariq Hill, I'm sorry, Tariq Cohen is coming back there, too. So what do you do with the Bears backfield? Yeah, I think it's a I mean, I think it's a big, scary mess. Right. And I've I've already I, I wrote about this immediately after the season. I think there's basically no chance um, with, with a healthy Tariq Cohen of David Montgomery repeating what he did last year. Like, I think that the season that you just got from David Montgomery is probably going to be unless I don't know, unless somewhere down the, the line, the Bears develop an explosive offense and, and David Montgomery is still a part of it. I think that last year is probably peak David Montgomery because I just don't like they they love Tariq Cohen and, and they love using him as a as a gadget receiver and a, a lot of that receiving workload that Montgomery was was given you know whether it's six seven targets a week um down the stretch that that's just going to go away he's going to go back to being like two or three in case of emergency targets uh each week and all the you know all the design passes for the running backs are going to go back to Cohen I don't I I wouldn't think that anybody I think that Montgomery has done enough that he is the clear lead back and anybody behind him is just going to be a rotational player you know a, a guy that they bring in one out of every four series something like that I don't I don't think it's going to be a full-blown committee except for the fact that Tariq Cohen is going to have this stubborn just persistent receiving workload that isn't going to go away I mean he's been a he's been a hundred target player and that's probably going to happen again if he's healthy and that just comes straight from what David Montgomery did last year so I I see I see almost no path for David Montgomery to finish as a top 10 running back I just don't yeah. think he's I don't think he's explosive enough. I don't think he's, you know, he's not some wow player. He's he's kind of just another guy who needs a ton of volume. And and I don't think I don't think those receptions are going to be there. 
Yeah, um, it makes sense. He, he impressed as a player too, like James Robinson. It wasn't just volume. He was a better real-life player than I gave him credit for watching him down the stretch. But yeah, the setup for this year is just not nearly the same. Um, shout out to Brad Evans and Brandon Funston who are in this draft. And Tevin Coleman went super, super high. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. He, he did. was the yeah, biggest right. eyebrow, eyebrow raiser of all for me. I even shot you a text. Like Debo Samuel and A.J. Dillon were going in the same round to give reference of the football players that were going. I mean, I guess he's the Jets back now, but I mean... Man, Tevin Coleman, I uh, I don't know that that one seemed to seemed like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, that's that's definitely a team um, that should be in on one of the big running backs in this draft class, too. So I I don't think we can assume that's going to it's kind of like it's kind of like Mike Davis in Atlanta, right? Like um, I get it. If they pass on running back in the first three days of the draft, you you know, then we can feel good about Mike Davis. But I kind of feel like they're going to add somebody. And I I don't want to like, you know, I don't I don't want to waste a bunch of time spinning, you know, Davis or Coleman when in all likelihood they're they're going to draft a player who we're going to be much more interested in. Yeah, no doubt. I'm interested where Javante Williams goes. My more more hot draft takes. Javante Williams is going to be a, an awesome uh, NFL running back. But uh, man, it's exciting times, Andy. Justin Fields about ready to take over uh, for the 49ers uh, franchise <laughs> for the next decade. Man, wow, super exciting. I'm just seeing seeing 49ers fans go through all this. It just makes me it makes me rest easy and feel so secure that my team has locked up its quarterback situation <laughs> in Andy Dalton. Once you win the Andy Dalton sweepstakes, then you don't have to get involved in trading a bunch of future first. Like you've you've got that security blanket. Life works out so perfectly. Andy and Dalton pod. Andy Dalton quarterback for your you got your franchise <laughs> quarterback too. I got Niners got a franchise quarterback. You got your own. It's 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 great. Red rifle. Uh, it's 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 awesome. Exactly. Everybody wins. Um, again, I'll, I'll remind people that if they are in the mood for additional draft talk, um, you're going to get Liz's rookie snapshot series. It's going to begin Thursday on the pod. Looking forward to that. I believe that she's kicking it off with the running back position. And if you are in the mood for additional podcasts, why wouldn't you be after this one? Check out the Yahoo Sports College pod with Pete Thamel, Dan Wetzel and Pat Forty. Uh, it has been fantastic throughout the tournament. It's always fantastic. Um, check out the Post It Up with Chris Haynes podcast. That is Earth's Finest Hoops pod. Follow us at Yahoo Fantasy, at Dalton Del Don, at Andy Barons. Huge thanks to our producer, Red Goo. That is it for another week. We are out. <laughs>